Wardcast episode 130. Go! 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 Stop. All right, thank you for coming. I'm Dylan Vento, and today I'm joined by Will Blanton. Hello. Hi. Also, Ruthie Edwards is back. That's me. How are you doing? I'm very good. How are you? I'm great. We have very we have an important communique. Stop <laughs> all the presses. You don't know Jack is coming back for Jack Party Pack Five. Ooh, what? I, I did even, not. I did not hear that. Nothing else matters. Force. Yeah, that's awesome. Everything is as it should be. I'm very excited. Games are good again. Games are good again. Who thought it would take <laughs> us this long? From Jackbox Party Pack Two to Jackbox Party Pack Five <laughs> in three months. <laughs> they're on the they're on the FNAF yeah schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta get them out, get them out, get cranking. Can't wait for for Jackbox World. Ooh, MMORPG. I wonder if they're gonna have like Jackbox crates. Like loot crates, box where you boxes? get like yeah, you like get microtransactions one through three. I think they already do that. You mean bundles? It's called a bundle. Yeah, Will. yeah, I'm pretty sure they already do that. Yeah, but just as like, I want it to be a product, not like just a bundle. Oh, like the party pack, party pack. Yeah. Oh, okay. A party pack pack. Are they separate executables? Yeah, just like they already are. I guess. Just, it's just, okay. <laughs> you, it launches a, a launcher that launches launchers for the games. Yeah, that, okay, I want a Jackbox launcher. You open up Steam, the game launcher, and then you launch the Jackbox Party Pack Pack launcher to launch the individual pack launchers to launch mm-hmm. the Got specific right. game you I'm, want. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, me too. It also has Frog Fractions on the launcher. <laughs> <laughs> Boot right into that. I always think about that with the Blizzard one, how it's just like, here's all, here's World of Warcraft, and here's Diablo 3, and here's StarCraft 2, also Destiny, you know. Whatever you want. Makes sense. <laughs> All of the Blizzard favorites. But yeah. Jackbox. You don't know Jack. It's very important. Let's let's Wait, all... is there a new you don't know Jack? That's what I'm saying. You don't know Jack yeah. is coming back for Jackbox Party Pack Five. Oh, okay. Like all new trivia and stuff. Yeah. Cookie Masterson rise again. It's very important. He was there. Uh the the voice actor that plays Cookie that Masterson. Huh? Mm-hmm. He was at PAX. Uh, I always right. imagine him looking like the guy in the box where he probably, they're not related whatsoever. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Don't ruin my reality. <laughs> I mean, he's not a bald guy with a skull open so you can see his brain or whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm imagining the, just the bald guy with the sticking out of the cardboard box. Yeah, that. So yeah. they just have him. <laughs> they just have him. a table and they <laughs> just imagines brains everywhere she goes. No, like his head is open and there's like games coming out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that was one of the boxes. Maybe that was a nightmare I had. They should <laughs> <laughs> They should buy a PAX booth, get a table, cut a hole in it, put a cardboard box on top of it, and just have him poking out of it. <laughs> Cooking Masterson here. Hire some bald men. Some bald bald booth babes. Bald booth boys. Bald booth boys. Is your mic tipping over? I d- yes. You're all good? I knocked it over. Okay. I got ex- a little excited. You can counterbalance it with your foot. Yeah. Um, Rock and roll. Well, let's get right into it. Guys, PAX happened. What? Again. You know, there's, there's like five of them now. Which one was this? This was the Eastern one. Mm. PAX. PAX of the Eastern Wind. PAX Eastern Europe. <laughs> PAX Soviet Satellites. It was fun. It was a good time. We did a panel. 
If you haven't listened to The Hidden Gems of PAX East 2, it's the previous podcast. It's a good one. I was listening to it on the way oh, here. Oh, did you enjoy it? I yeah. listened to some of it too. Yeah. It's kind of, it's hard for me to, you guys are describing all these awesome games and I like look them up and then I pause the podcast and then I forget to listen to the rest of it because I'm like, I want to play these games that they're talking about. You're looking through it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. So it was, we've kind of restructured it a little bit, mostly just by adding pictures of the games that we're talking about while, mm-hmm. while we talk about them. Um, the slides are in the show notes if you want to follow along. The, uh, the very first time we did it last year at PAX East, we didn't have any of that. So it was just us, the four of us up there, like kind of pantomiming and talking about the games we were looking at. And we're like, and people found them. We didn't even give them booth numbers. People found this shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we didn't even need that. But it was, uh, I'm glad people found the stuff that they were looking for. Yeah. Mm, people are going to complain that this year's Hidden Gems panel was too handholdy. It's too structured. <laughs> you need to leave some breadcrumbs, but. Like other than that, where's where's the room for the for the viewer's imagination? Yeah, what you should do is add photos of like stuff on the like that the booth sees, and so people have to find that and triangulate. Oh, yeah. like the Zelda memory yeah. things. Yeah, like Will's favorite part of Zelda <laughs> and his favorite Zelda <laughs> and my yeah. favorite. Yeah, all my favorite. But yeah, it was a good time. Me, Mason, Mike Footer, Felix Kramer awesome people mm-hmm. i'm i'm currently building the 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 group for west building the new party um it should be cool if all the people that said they can make it can make it um very cool how do you know those people this this From podcast. The podcast yeah oh okay it's cool. a lot of cold calling and then later yeah they you know, were great circling Especially back around felix just like describing these games, I really got a sense of what they look like even through. Well, Felix has been around for forever, yeah. um, so they know what they're doing. Um, I mean, also Mike, but Mike comes from the press side of things, whereas Felix has done production and PR for, mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Um, for, forever. <laughs> they're ancient. They're no. old as dirt. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no, they... they uh, um, well, no, Felix I met at PAX South, so when I did the the panel for pack south i kept like circling back over to the finji booth because becca i had becca on the podcast at south and felix was there and i've always wanted to meet felix so i was like hey nice to meet you and you know we just kept talking and talked after after the pax was over um but no yeah they're super cool um they that's might, awesome it's a good podcast you should listen to it i like it a lot i like <laughs> it a lot i was telling will before we started i couldn't hear mike at all during that panel because he was sitting right next to the speaker. Uh, so whenever he spoke, there would be like a 10 millisecond delay of his audio coming uh-huh. out. So just like, and I was just on the other side like, yeah, yeah, Mike, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a really cool game. Yeah, Frostpunk sounds amazing. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a swell time. It was a good time. Uh, didn't get to see nor highlight as many of the games as I wanted to, there was, I, I had a list going in because of all the fucking people I've met at GDC and at, at PAX South and at MAGFest. Um, so there's like, there's a lot of MAGFest alumni at mm-hmm. PAX East. Like Zarvat was there. Mama yeah. Hawk was there. Uh, Max, Joggernauts. Joggernauts was there. Mass Assemblance was there. Um, but it was like, so I already had like a list of 15 games going into the show. It's like, I want to check all these out. And I got like maybe half of i saw maybe half of them and then i only showcased like a third of them um so dang it's life will that's how it rolls this is how the life works um of whatever the fuck i am 
not <laughs> press, not but not fully a developer, podcaster, whatever the You're fuck. Fully everything. I'm everything you yeah. want and more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, East was fun. Um, if you want to listen to that 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 podcast, it's the previous episode. I like the phrase "everything you want and more" implies I'm a lot of things you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's Anyways. A, yes, it's a join. It's a join, not a yeah, not a not an or yeah, not a not a XOR. Um, so what's going on with you guys? Well, let's just go ahead and start. Have you played anything? I haven't played a single video game. I don't even think on my phone. Like nothing to kill time. Do you even know what video games are anymore? <laughs> I really don't. I have s- several things I want to play on my phone. I bought Florence. I'm thinking about buying UFO. Fucking play Florence. God damn it. I don't know yeah. that one. I'm it's, gonna it's apparently really good. It looks right beautiful. I uh, When Dicey, Kate and I got brunch the Sunday before GDC, we were talking about Florence and then we walked outside and we're talking some bit more and then Ken Wong just rolls up in an Uber, walks out. I was <laughs> like, hey, uh, we were literally just talking about your game. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about a few games, but uh, I don't have any time to play games. I don't. I don't want to hear it. You're on a video game playing, making, <laughs> talking podcast. Fine. Just play Florence. I'll play Florence. If you play Florence, I'll be happy. Okay. Oh, I did see this. Yes, I saw. This has been like top of the app store or like front page editor's choice. Yeah. So so Ken Wong, uh, formerly of Us Two, um, artist, I think on Monument Valley. Mm. Um, this is his new game. It's like a kind of comic-ish uh, narrative. Yeah, it's very game. pretty. Yeah, I love the art in it. Um, Ruthie, how about you? Have you been playing anything? Actually, have I uh, wrapped up three big school projects, and I had like a day to myself. A it was amazing. <laughs> um, I borrowed Persona Five from a friend, so I'm <laughs> finally playing that. I was about to say, it's like <laughs> I have a whole day to play a game. Let me play this game, the longest game in human history. I know. So yeah, I've played about twenty hours of it. It still feels <laughs> like I'm in the tutorial. Oh my gosh. Um, I really hate it, <laughs> but I feel bad because all of my friends very much like it, and I'm uh, there's there's parts I do like about it, like the interface and the graphics are all really wonderful, and the music's amazing. Uh, but it is so boring and so bad. <laughs> I really just hate it, and I feel bad because I I want to understand why other people like it. That's why I wanted to play it. But, I'm sure uh, I'm sure if you asked Moment, he would give you like a three hour lecture on like why persona yeah, is amazing I, yeah i have but at the same time he's like oh yeah it's really grindy and it's a hundred hours too long and it's this and it's that and i'm like doesn't don't all of his things add up to a bad game and he's he doesn't think so right i mean like it's it depends on like how heavily you weigh those caveats like monster hunter world like tries really hard to be more streamlined and user-friendly but it still might not be enough of the way for me yeah, I don't think it's a game for me. Let me rephrase it. Persona 5 is probably a very good game, but Persona it's not... Persona 5 is terrible. It's not a good game for me, I think is the way is a better way to That's say fair. that. It is not my type of game. I want to go on the subways and ride the subways, and then I want to buy things from a vending machine. Then I want to go in the bathroom, and the character's like, I don't need to use the bathroom right now, and you can't go in there. And I'm like, like who, but I want to go to the bathroom. Who's in control here? Yeah, exactly. So you have almost no agency. The majority of the time, you're clicking a to make text boxes uh pop up and and go away if you want a game where you walk around town and use vending machines let me introduce you to shenmue (laughs) (laughs) 
There's a game that I'm sure doesn't feel like it drags at yeah. all. So I've really been spoiled by uh, like Breath of the Wild and all these open world games that have come out where you can just do anything. And suddenly I'm in this game that's extremely linear. It only it limits you to the beginning areas and you can't go to the other areas. Um, it just feels extremely guided and I really don't like that at all. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd ever play a Persona game just because... I also don't like anime, so... Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> <There's> that. <laughs> Anim- anime is kind of bullshit. Oh, I watched uh, Gundam F91. It's on YouTube. On, like, the Gundam Info channel. It's really good. It's a part of the Universal Century arc, so, you know, it, I'm already interested in the politics of it. And it's also one of the later sort of... Uh, Will, you're so fired. Animation. I don't know you're what you're talking I zoned out Thanks. so hard. Well, that was Will's uh, anime minute. <laughs> that was my Gundam. I, I, I want to inject some Gundam into every episode <laughs> until Dylan admits that Gundam is better than Transformers. Well, I didn't play any video games again this week, but I did watch <laughs> 30 hours of Gundam. <laughs> and then one of the Evangelion films. So let's talk. <laughs> you can't just watch one, Dylan. <laughs> you gotta watch the whole arc, the whole series your favorite one ezekiel uh i don't know i like uh as the a one that a- starts Azrael. with a. i think so i think that's like the weird like polygon one but duh chris granson evangelion i didn't know that that's cool <laughs> make a cameo appearance anyways um so yeah persona 5 yeah so i, I played that for, like i said 20 hours which is way more than i'd invest in a game that i don't like in but- that single day <laughs> So you spent uh, 20 was, of the 24 hours playing like, Persona? It was like two days, Woke yeah. up at 2 a.m. <laughs> um, I also played Project High Rise, which is kind of a spiritual successor to Sim Tower. Oh, okay. Um, it is much better, like, controls and hotkeys, and there's a way more different types of units, you know, like hotel units and different sizes of offices and things like that. So Oh, I was thinking, like... Um, real-time strategy units. No, like a... It's like, so it's just a little <laughs> hotel room like bouncing around. The units in Sim Tower and Project High Rise are like how you zone a room so or a space. Right. The space could be an office, an apartment, a hotel room, concert hall, you know, a subway, a store, whatever. Uh, so really easy game to just kind of veg out and like let time go by and be like, oh, crap, it's three in the morning, but I really want to finish building this hotel... How many floors are talking? I mean, like hundreds. I got way into it. What? <laughs> Dubai's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Said, said oil prince and monocle flew off his head. Um, are you a Tiny Tower fan? Um, I, yeah, I, I played that. It's pretty basic. There's not right. a whole lot of things you can do in that game, but I think it's really cute and You're, I like the progression of it. You like it. your bitizens? Yeah, I like yeah, I like all their games. The the, uh, the zoo one. Oh, I didn't know the zoo one. I knew the pocket planes. Where it's like yeah, the pocket planes is pretty one. good. Yeah, there's a zoo one. They're all basically the same game. <laughs> yeah, they're fun to play for like a day and then delete it. Uh, and then they made like a. There was there was a time when like mobile games were like really hot into like getting licenses, like movie licenses. So you had like mm-hmm. yeah transformers angry birds no gundam angry birds because we all know that's bullshit but they had like just wait instead of it they had tiny death star which, oh yeah which was yeah. just a reskin of tiny tower but it was a death star uh andrew was way into that oh that one specifically yeah 
Who who makes the tiny games? I don't know their I don't know the developer's name. Um who pays attention to mobile developers? Oh. Am I right? Am I right? You're right. You're right. High five. Up Yay. top. Boom. But yeah, I never played I never played Sim Tower. So Tiny Tower is my only area. Oh uh, yeah, Tiny area Tower. Of ingress. You you don't get to choose anything that you're building, do you? You yeah. just kind of Well sort of. You have to like it's a time management game where you're you have to wait ten minutes and then you click on the building and you get a coin or yeah, whatever. You don't get to determine if it's like a residential or like a commercial floor, mm-hmm. but you get I think you get to determine what kind of store it is if it's a yeah. commercial floor. It's very, very, very limited. In in Project High Rise you can essentially build whatever you want. Like if you don't want to build offices, you could just build like a huge tower full of stores or lobbies or cactuses or whatever. So it's yeah. Good game. Pretty easy. Is it what I like about it? Is it from the Sea Skylines people? Because I feel like they're That's what it feels like. I'm not I'm not totally sure. I don't remember who the developer is. Hey, you know it would be cool. Uh do you remember like when SimCity two thousand had the add on Streets of Sim City? Yeah. I love Streets of Sim City. Yeah. It would be cool if like there was like a I don't know, like a first person shooter add on to like sim tower or something it's it's just a die hard yeah <laughs> game basically exactly hmm. i'd be I okay with see that. that yeah god or some other way to traverse it but just a way to traverse it what would if we be cool kicked yeah. hans gruber off a 300 floor skyscraper spoilers gotta be flat or it could even be like an office game where you're the boss and you're like firing people or anything like that <laughs> but it just kind of takes place in the tower it's the yeah. it's the Stanley parable, but inside. Yeah, exactly. Project I mean, High literally Rise. just being able to like walk around the tower would be cool. Yeah, and go up elevators and use vending machines. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, <laughs> let's bathrooms. clarify: Streets of SimCity was on an add-on. It was a separate game that you could just import your SimCity cities what into. What else could you Is do? Is that not an it? add-on? It's a, no, it's a it's a car combat game. Did you ever play the car combat in Streets Never. of SimCity? There was a multiplayer component. It was like auto assault. Where you just like equipped your friggin' your Lincoln with like Gatling guns on the side view mirrors and oh. you just ride around and you try to shoot the other cars. I only ever built towns and then rode around in them. Yeah. No, there's a whole car <laughs> combat. Unless I'm confusing it for a completely no, separate game. I think game. you're right. Um, but I would play at my friend's house. It'd be really funny if you could like, <laughs> if, you were, if that was like one of the terrible things that could happen to your town is just some dude <laughs> in a Lincoln like shooting just, everything. You just like decked his car out like the Punisher and just like yeah. gunning down <laughs> citizens. You're like, oh shit, better spawn like 200 tornadoes to get rid of this guy. Get him, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up <laughs> and throw him. Uh, no, Streets of SimCity was amazing and they had it at in the computer museum magfest 2017 mm. and i was so excited i was just like sam 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 this, <laughs> this fucking game and i sat him down and then the executable wouldn't launch i'm like oh no fuck yeah i was so I'm pretty upsetting. sure i still have all my cd roms of that what was the other SimCity 2000 thing where you could like design the buildings was that not sim tower um no like you could like no, actually it had draw an editor yeah i forget what it's called it was something weird i think yeah i know what you're talking about you could like make skins of buildings. You could design new buildings. Yeah. What about Simcopter? How do you feel about Simcopter? I liked Simcopter. I don't know what that is. It was like one of the first 
3D games I remember playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a flight simulator or <laughs> kind of, but you're, like you you're had rescuing objectives. people, so it's like you need to medevac this person, and so you'd have to like park the helicopter and then lower Could you the import your cities. Yes, into the I helicopter. Think so. Yeah, a flying city. <laughs> Come down, pick up a. No, I've played a lot of like the Tonka, like fire and rescue games. Ah, oh, I see. And so that the simcopter reminded that me edge. a lot of that. Yeah. I, it would barely run on my computer. With we had like four megabytes of RAM. Woo! <laughs> and we upgraded to eight. Blazing fast. Yeah. I found the spec sheet from my like the first computer my parents ever had, and it was a, a Packard Bell, and it was like. 512 megs hard drive space. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how? How, how did games run on megabytes of RAM? That's what I don't get. I have because no idea. programmers used to be way more talented than they are now. Well, Pico 8, <laughs> that runs on like two megs, doesn't it? Yeah. But like, you could probably like, you know, obviously the, the go-to example is Rokosha Tycoon is all coded in assembly. And when you're working that close to the metal, you can be very sparing mm. with stuff like once you get higher level languages it's like all right i'm gonna sign this list yeah and then uh nah no garbage collection it's fine and then we're gonna have like thirty thousand just lists just sitting over here taking up memory uh yeah no good retro games there's a retro game uh area at egx this weekend and people were taking pictures of it and it has games like fez and <laughs> and uh wait, so wait, wasn't Cannabalt or something in there? Yeah, like Adam was like, "Ah, oh, just going over to the retro section where one of my games is." Uh, no, I think I meant retro, retro looking. I think games? that's what they meant. Okay, but everyone that was getting a, super confused. Yeah, I mean that's like saying Dunkirk is like a old movie. <laughs> I don't know a, a war post war era film. Yeah. <laughs> I'd oh. watch that. If we could somehow technologically put Christopher Nolan in and make him work in 1950s cinema, just send him back in time. I'd like to see that. He'd probably be a pretty he'd probably do a pretty good job. Yeah. Casablanca too. Ugh. Hmm. Are you not a Casablanca fan? No. Really? I don't like black and white movies. Oh. They make me <laughs> sleepy. Will only watches pixel art yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what you have to make now, Will? The first <laughs> pixel art feature film. What about the movie Pixels? Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's got pixels in it. There's pixels. What about the emoji movie? Ugh. Actually, I watched that movie on YouTube where every time it was cringy, it got faster. <laughs> so the, whole, the whole movie was about six minutes long, <laughs> which is more is longer than a than I would usually watch a right. video on YouTube. One of those memes. So I essentially watched the whole movie, and you could still tell roughly what was happening. That was the weird part. Is the that emoji movie or pixels? The emoji movie. I. That's funny because something like that is like super subjective. Like usually with those memes, it's like every time they say B, it gets faster. Mm-hmm. But with every time it's cringeworthy, like <laughs> yeah. how are you yeah. judging that? What's the <laughs> metric for that? Is it every time TJ Miller speaks? Is it? I like TJ Miller. TJ Miller. There's a, a lot of puns and visual gags. Um, is it every time the poo emoji played by Sir Patrick Stewart <laughs> walks on the screen? Does it get like five times as fast? Yeah, essentially. I don't know. It's worth a worth a watch if it's only six minutes sure. long. I, I watched six minutes of the Emoji Movie. Yeah. <laughs> is there an eggplant? I'm sure there is. Uh, I didn't see an eggplant joke. Maybe there was one in the it's background. Hidden. Yeah. 
And if you take it all the way to the end of the movie, you can replace King Yama's head with an eggplant. And if you play Dark Side of the Moon over top of it, it sinks perfectly up. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, uh, if we want to talk about bad movies, you know what movie I watched during GDC? No. I watched Justice League. Ugh. And let me tell you, that's a badass... No, that's a... I know, that's a, right? No, no. That's a <laughs> bad fucking film. Not even like bad as in oh man this is so enjoyably bad this is so like did did you like any parts of where the flash was being funny yeah but they had literally all of those scenes in the trailers so there was no new joke um i try to watch trailers but i don't know where to go for trailers what just go to apple trailers like apple.com slash trailers you got all the trailers on there i want to go to what camp ruthie's in now (laughs) <laughs> well, you don't have to watch ads on them, which is great. I want to go to. I wish you could go to the movies and watch trailers for free. Just mm. they just have a reel mm-hmm. of just the trailers mm-hmm. from every movie. The Verge does a very good weekly roundup of trailers. Mm. I always just go to that. And you watch didn't them. like the part where Aquaman surfs down that building on the bad guy? No. <laughs> what? It's all bad, Will. What? It's so like atrociously so cool. It sounds cool. Boring and bad. It was really cool. Ruthie. Well, like like let's take the concept of that and put some really bad CGI in it. And also let's reshoot it a couple times. Um but like Jason Momoa is the only person in that movie having fun. Maybe Ezra Miller as yeah. the Flash. But it starts off bad. Like it starts off in Gotham with Batman fucking hunting down like the parademon or whatever and it's just it already starts off on a bad foot as like you you are this is what the fourth movie in that universe and you're already like swinging dick like oh we we've already set up so much of this universe you don't need to we don't need to set anything up you know what's going on which sure it's batman vaguely it didn't show his parents dying (laughs) they cut that scene (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the Zack Snyder cut. Zack Snyder was like, I need at least five references <laughs> to Batman's parents being dead. But yeah. I thought I thought it was a uh, an okay superhero movie, but I'm kind of lukewarm on all the superhero movies. It's a bad film. It's boring. It's like so boring. <laughs> I couldn't give a shit less about Dylan what was going Avengers on. Avengers is a masterpiece. I think I think it's a very I thought that was boring. <laughs> I think it's a very good film. And I only rank it number one in my MCU listing because they, it's the best proof of concept of a movie franchise. Let's get the team together, kind of thing. I thought it was okay. Caps, I don't know. I fell asleep. So, <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> Cap, Cap suit in retrospect looks super dumb. Every superhero suit that's ever been in a film looks so dumb. I disagree. I think, I think Ant Man suit's pretty cool. <laughs> nope. I think mm-hmm. Spider-Man suit's pretty cool. Well, definitely not. Like pajamas. I think Daredevil's suit in the Netflix show is pretty right. cool. Well, it's really easy for you to just Maybe the Hulk. deny everything <laughs> over the there. Hulk's just wearing like jorts or something, yeah. right? Yeah. He's just naked, They're, basically. Basically. They made, a, they made a nude Hulk joke in Ragnarok, which I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was funny. They're going for it. It's like he gets all huge and his shirt's too small so it comes off but the pants somehow don't rip yeah i don't i find the logistics of that like where do you get those pants i want those Grow pants some balls marvel and show us the hulk dick i know like uh dr manhattan yeah and uh watchman 
see some Zack Snyder's brave. Some blue peen. <laughs> if I can think of a brave director, it's Zack Snyder. The yeah, no, it's a bad film. It's a bad film. We won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Just know that the official word cast verdict is it's a bad film. Yeah. Right, Will? It's okay. I yeah. mean, if you're if you're into superhero movies, you should see it because there are several superheroes in it. I mean, it's not as bad as as Gundam, but it's pretty bad. I don't even you <laughs> don't even know what a Gundam is. It's a it's a it's a transformer, but worse. <laughs> I figured it out. It's like Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. it's like that Voltron thing. They're, yeah. made, they're made of lions. I'm sure there's a Gundam made of lions. Yeah. What was that Gundam <laughs> I pointed at in Mike's sketchbook after the podcast, after the last podcast? I was, was like, like, oh, Optimus. That was like the main Gundam. That was like the OG Gundam. Yeah. And I legitimately thought it was Optimus Prime. There's like a Gundam that's like a windmill. Oh, I love that. Now we're just talking yeah. about Pokemon. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> Pretty much. When we were in Japan, we went to um, this huge electronics store in Akihabara called Yurubashi Camera. And it's like 12 floors of electronics. Just insane. Huge building. I've heard of this place, yeah. And um, one of the floors was only models. And like about half of it was cars and planes and things like that. But the other half was Gundams, basically. Mm -hmm. Or other robot things. But it's just astounding the number of them and the different ones. Have you ever put together one? No, I haven't. It's pretty fun. It's relaxing. Do they have Lego Gundam? That's pretty much what it is. But don't you need like glue? No. So that's like what spoiled me is because like Gundam models are all snapped together. Oh, really? And then I was like, cool, models are fun. And then I bought like an airplane or something. And I was no, like, no, you have to it's like, just like paint everything yeah, yourself. Like, uh, <laughs> what do you think this is a full time job? Yeah. <laughs> is that, are they, can they articulate? Yeah. Yeah. They're really cool. They're yeah. really well made models. And some of them are, you know, your typical nine inch action figure size, and other ones are massive. So, like a real range of skill levels and stuff. That's pretty cool. I um, people in Japan love their hobbies. That's what I love about them. Is like for here, people get embarrassed of their hobbies, or they like try not to seem. They try to be cool about it. Like, oh yeah, I'm like pretty good at jigsaw puzzles. When at home, they have like <laughs> all the jigsaw puzzles, and they're like framed on their walls and stuff. But in Japan, people like wear it around their neck. They're like, well, I feel like when you live in a country where like there's a gachapon vending machine like every 20 feet yeah. and then like pikachu is like this close to being elected prime minister you just kind of like have to lean into it yeah they absolutely do and it's it's like old people have a lot of hobbies too and the old people especially when it comes to like cameras and electronics and things like they have they must spend thousands of dollars on cameras these old people so you go to the park and it's just loaded full of old people i love that because old people here I don't know. We kind of like make fun of them for having hobbies. Like, oh, she's quilting again or <laughs> whatever. Like, uh, just sit in your house and die. Yeah. And <laughs> Hurry so, up. But in Japan, they're very out and about and doing things. And I, I loved that idea of old people doing things. I'm not about it. No. Because then they get in my way. <laughs> Slowing down <laughs> the, the traffic on the street. <laughs> Taking too long at the five guys ordering their burger. Uh, dropping their dentures on the ground. <laughs> I hate it. Those are all weird hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was curious, so uh, because one of my coworkers just came back from a trip to Japan as well, and he got me this awesome Transformers wallet. This awesome Gundam. <laughs> uh, he got me a super potato keychain. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. I went there. Yeah? Was yeah. it cool? 
It was cool. Um, so that's also in Akihabara, which is the nerd town, like otaku place. But it's it's known as like the radio town because it used to be famous for you could buy any radio parts or little electronic stores um, all over the place. Is there like one like holdout? It's like an old ham radio operator and he has yeah. a store. Yeah. So <laughs> that stuff's largely been replaced by places like Yodobashi Camera, but there's still weird little stores where you can buy transistors and stuff like that. But there's... Um, a bunch of big arcades. There's a Taito arcade, a Sega arcade that are each like eight stories a piece. And filled and with then, cigarette um, smoke. A lot of little game stores. And then Super Potato is like a six story game store. All retro. Um, all Japanese. So you can't play any of them at home because they're <laughs> region locked oh, for the most I part. Get, are they? I didn't know Famicom carts. Oh, I guess that would make sense because the yeah. form factor is different. But you can get one of those. Yeah, well, they had piles of Super Famicoms. You could just buy them there. So. Right. But it was fun just seeing all the different box art and the different packaging and all this memorabilia. It's it's kind of like a old grungy place, you know, like retro game stores are here. It's like a little dirty, a little funky. Um, but the potatoes on the side of the building, it's huge. Yeah, this like logo is kind of ugly, but I'm also yeah. kind of into it. <laughs> like when I heard Super Potatoes, like, oh, it's probably got like a nice like, uh, you know, text, like a nice font. It's probably like really soft and cool looking. And then I got this and I was like, oh, no. this is not what I imagined at all. It's, it's probably, like, yeah, not been cleaned since the 90s or redesigned or anything like that. Well, it, like this looks like like the Super Famicom or the Super Nintendo font. And then like this drawing of this potato that looks like <laughs> it's from like mario brothers 3 like a mario brothers 3 manual or something. yeah it's legit did you yeah. sit on the did you sit on the the super famicom throne did you see it did you get what? a glimpse of the throne they literally have a throne made out of super famicom carts oh yeah i guess it just looked like a pile to me i didn't really oh, okay. <laughs> i couldn't identify it but yes i, I guess i saw that okay um I just hear hear tell of this of this mystical throne, and it and it enraptures me when people speak about it. In we did tones. find a little bar in Kyoto that was really cool. It's kind of kind of a hole in the wall. The guy that runs it is a DJ, and he gave me the link to his SoundCloud. He makes chiptune stuff, but he runs this bar, and he just has like all of his video game collections. So he's got Super Famicom, he's got um, like a Genesis, and he's got a giant Game Boy. It's like a Game Boy that's. Uh, on a big screen and it has this big cabinet that's decorated like a Game Boy so you press the huge buttons with that's your hands. That's pretty cool. Um, but like just, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Game yeah. Boy. <laughs> but I love playing the Super Famicom because he had he had all, a lot of the games that I've heard of but there was tons more I hadn't heard of and I got to play Hello Kitty Smash Ball which I've never <laughs> seen in real life. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's not the game that Clash Cup's based off of. Yeah, it, it, it is. is. Okay. It's such a good game. They're... I was going to say there should be a remake of it, but Clash Cup is basically that. Um, an indie remake. But for like an innocuous kids game with like cute cats playing Frisbee, it's really good. It's like really fast paced, really well balanced. Throwing the Frisbees feels good. Uh, it's just a great game. I was so surprised to find that. And Frisbee, huh? Sounds like, a, sounds like a Windjammers clone. I don't know if it's a... Frisbee. I don't know exactly what it is. A, the the two by two sprite thing. Yeah, it's moving around. A puck. It beats me. The Haku. That's <laughs> my my coworker was telling me about his trip, and um, apparently there's just like this alleyway that's just lined with bars, and the bars are no bigger than like this room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and he like almost got kidnapped by some 
Nigerian drug lords. Cool. <laughs> That's at, cool. At one, because there's just a guy outside, and he walked out there, and he was like, "Hey, you having a good night?" And my buddy was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Do you want a even better night?" And like he was trying to sell him like blow or heroin or something. And the trick is they 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 lure tourists back to like where they're gonna give them the drugs, and then they roofie them, and then they just steal their money. Whoa. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called, but it's, yeah, an alley and it's lined with tiny little bars. But it, to me, seemed kind of like a tourist trap because a lot of those bars had covers. They'd be like, yes. one beer is only five bucks plus a $5 cover. And it's like, ah, eh, we'll just find something else. So we, we skipped that part of town. And that's like, what, five billion yen equivalent? No, it's it's just you just add uh, two zeros. Right. The, well... One dollar is a hundred yen, basically. He was telling me apparently they charge covers because they they don't really have a bar crawl culture in Japan. Is that it's usually assumed that if you're going to go to a bar, you're going to stay there for the rest of the night, or it's like oh, you, you don't go to multiple bars. Um, so the reason they charge covers, at least in that part of town, is because, like you said, a lot of tourists walk through and they charge them covers because we can't have you just drinking one drink and then I have a family I need to feed. Beats me. Yeah. Did you enjoy your Japanese trip? Yes. I absolutely had the best time and I played all kinds of games there. And that was my favorite part. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw a lot of cool shrines and temples and things. But the best part by far was the Taito arcade. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, I just, I, I love arcade culture. I grew up basically in an arcade. Like my mom would just dump us at the mall and we'd go up stairs and play video games all day. Or like watch people play games because they're expensive, but um, the the arcades there they're all so funny. Just the way they are laid out, they have very distinct levels. So the first and second floors of every arcade are claw machines. There's a huge thing there. UFO machines. Yes, UFO machines. Uh, and they lure you in. There's usually a guy with a microphone say, saying stuff in Japanese that I can't understand. And they give you a coupon that's like buy one get one free. So you're like okay. I'll just play once and like get maybe I'll win something, maybe I won't, and then you get hooked. So it's a bit like gambling. Uh so two hundred dollars later. Yeah. <laughs> he still hasn't got anything from no, the claw I, machine. I only spent two dollars on claw machines and I didn't win anything. Cause I, I'm not I'm not a gambling person anyway. But the top floor is always the rhythm games. And I those are like my favorite. I usually only get to play games like that at Magfest, like Jubeat. Yeah. So they had Jubeat there, but the cool part was that they're all networked together. Is that the one with the squares where you're just like... Yeah, there's a pad of 16 squares. <laughs> you can't see Dylan doing this. <laughs> you're just like moving your hands around. Like when I watch that's people, what it's like. When I watch people play Jubeat and Magfest, and I'm like... games are burr, that burr, with burr, your burr. feet. Yes, exactly. Jubeat, but they, they have the machines networked together, and then you sign up for a Sega game card or whatever. Right. Or a Tato yeah. game card. And so you can sync your scores onto it and also unlock new content, unlock new songs, and um, compete with people. So we were actually playing against other people in the arcade, but they're all so good. It's like impossible. <laughs> so there was another game that was like a small piano, like maybe two or three octaves. And um, it's a rhythm game where you're you're playing the notes of the song, basically. But they're all bringing in their own gloves and box fans and like wearing their like really sturdy shoes so they can play this game all day. And it's very almost like gambling addictiveness, but there's no payout. So <laughs> what's even the point? The payout is skill. Yeah, exactly. But it's super impressive the way these... And I, I don't think I saw any women there. Um, 
but how good they were at those type of games. And they had DDR. They had one that was like a round vertical screen. I have no idea what that was. And then a lot of the hit the colored buttons to the beat and taiko drums and things like that. So that's generally the top floor. And then as you move down, it gets further or closer to uh, like those really hardcore strategy games that I have no idea how to play. It's like you sit down at a cocktail cabinet or like a little booth and the games have a stylus so you can circle the units and then move your units around. They're like war games. I have no idea how to play them. You can smoke cigarettes in there, so it's like super dark and stinky. Um, and all the plastic is yellowed thing. from it. Yeah, exactly. And then there's another floor of like idol games or like high school pop song people games that I have no idea of. They, they had a new one that, again, you would have these tap cards or these swipe cards and you would log your data onto it and then you could print out pictures of the the idol people idols are like oh, your i d o l i d o l yeah you're like the, like paper clips no <laughs> like uh the the japanese pop bands that have like 16 girls in yeah. them um those those type of games i don't have any clue but you could uh but there are a lot of girls just glued to it like couldn't get off of it cuz they're addicted to like unlocking new characters and getting new levels and things like that so there's like a very addictive quality to their arcades that we don't really have here. We have pinball. You put a quarter in, you play, and you're like, that was fun. Yeah. You kind of walk away from it. But that I <laughs> that was really strange. But the most weird game there was called Denshade Go. You should look it up. It's uh Ian, my husband, really liked that one because it is a an exact replica of the Tokyo Metro. So you walk into this booth. The booth is about half the size of this room. It's got three big monitors, so you're kind of surrounded. And it's, like I said, an exact replica of the subway. So you're accelerating the train. You have this huge panel of buttons on all sides. You accelerate the train, and then you stop at the station, and you have another uh, lever to open the door. And you have to time it right so that everybody gets on at the right time, and the subway leaves at the right time. So extremely mundane and like boring but um it comes with a little captain's jacket and hat on a little hanger all right now 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 i'm on board now i'm here so it's it's really immersive it feels like you're in the front of this train because you're surrounded by the screens on all sides and i think it's a tato game who came a long way from making space invaders bubble bobble then shot a go yeah, I'm glad arcade culture still is thriving somewhere in the world. Oh, absolutely. Very upset that it's kind of kind of died here. It's coming back here. Yeah. Um, but in weird ways, right? So very like eclectic or I mean barcades are obviously a huge thing, but is, is the circuit still fucking packed every night? Like yes. I still have not been to yeah. the yeah. circuit since absolutely. it opened. Yeah, it's always so crowded and the types of games are ones that are really easy to pick up. Like, yeah. oh, you throw a ball in a hole or, oh, you try to keep the ball from going in the hole. Like those types of games. Um, or like Street Fighter. Yeah. I'd like, I don't punch like each fu- other game. Yeah. I need, I want basically anything from the 80s I'm cool with. No, no 90s shit because unless it's Blitz or Time Crisis 2. Um, but just give me the obscure stuff. Give me elevator action. Give me I fucking keep- mappy. I keep like subtly hinting to uh, my boss that Mobilux needs to get into the like 
custom indie arcade cabinet business. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Jeff, one of the owners, is, like, super big into, like, fabricating things and ah. stuff like that. I'm like, you know, I mean, you better hop on this because uh, there's only pretty much, like, one company doing it right now. And they're the ones making, you know, Killer, Killer Queen, Queen. I was and, about to uh, say. Uh, Emperor. Em- Black Emperor. Black Emperor. Yeah. Uh, speaking of arcade stuff, uh, I kind of only lightly touched on it last time we talked, but I went to that Musée Mécanique yeah. uh, while I was at GDC, and I really liked that. Um, like I said, it's super racist mm-hmm. <laughs> and problematic in a lot of ways, uh, but also they had like player pianos and stuff, or like a whole player like mini orchestra stuff so you, oh, from cool. like 1890, mm-hmm. so you'd throw the quarter in and it would play all these instruments. Did you watch any of the pornography? I watched a little bit of the porn. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about, by the way. <laughs> it is a is a uh, museum on Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco uh, where they have just basically all of these really, really old, not even arcade games, just little like player pianos and it, like little marionettes that would... I automatons. see. Just little yeah. attractions. Yeah. yeah. They do um, have arcade games games too. like like tucked in the corner yeah it's like here's stuff from like 1910 it's still working isn't that incredible yeah. also here's time crisis metal slug <laughs> <laughs> you want to place a breakout but yeah they had they have like a couple of uh like penny arcades like salacious adults only penny arcades yeah. oh. it's microlick <laughs> naked it's jerry holkins naked it's really weird i don't oh. know why they did this crossover <laughs> the one i i watched was like this lady goes into the doctor and the doctor like tries to like people look or something and then she beats him up oh i love that that's that was, a good conclusion <laughs> yeah. that's pretty funny that's pretty like forward thinking it's for... really great just because you just you're like ooh, old timey pornography let's see what these old people are up to and then it was that and you're like cool <laughs> <laughs> they have that uh that thing where you uh electrocute uncle fester from I adam's family that. where you're holding on to those yeah. two things and they're like supposed <laughs> to be electrocuting yeah. you really they're just vibrating so fast it just makes your skin hurt it's funny because like <laughs> we, uh because it was me dicey kate gray um matt who's an indie dev from australia and then jerry elric i think is his last name he's uh he does a lot of all control GDC stuff. Mm. And he's the one that did it. He's just staying there. Jerry is also the guy that stuck his head out the window uh, on train jam. And now Adriel has to make a rule. Do not stick your head out the window <laughs> while the train is moving or that at all. Guy. Uh, but he was just like holding him. He's just like, arr, arr, and then he electrocuted Fester, but the light bulb didn't go off because the light bulb was uh, burnt out. Oh. <laughs> so that was like, wow. Yeah, I got, uh, I got, I think I got Andy to play with me, and like we did, like the you, you can both hold have the to hold hands, yeah. 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 And he was so freaked out because he didn't know what it did. <laughs> so it just vibrates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Have, have you not done it? No, I didn't do it. Oh, it feels, it feels like it's shocking you, it but nice, really, kinda. it's <laughs> no, it doesn't. It well, feels, so I, I, it feels very unpleasant, and it is painful once it gets fast enough right and it has yeah. like texture it's like sandpaper on the grip right like it's textured no, and then, i mean it's, it's like just metal it's oh, okay. like um, it's metal that's like i think they're probably different kinds because ergonomic Ours was like a smooth metal okay i think you're right then i can't i couldn't remember but um yeah no i didn't have any i didn't have any 
change. So I didn't. I had like a $20 bill and I'm like, well, I'm not putting this in the change machine and getting like a billion quarters. <laughs> um, so Dicey was very kind and gave me a couple quarters to use on some random mm-hmm. stuff. But for the most part, I was just walking, following everyone and they would put, there's like, let's do this one. I'm like, all right, I'll watch this one. All right, that was cool. And then I'd follow them to the next one, whatever one they wanted to play. I think the fester thing does send a current through you because I think if you... I think you, it does because there's something conductive. Yeah, I mean, like, if you let go, it's like, ha you suck. Yeah. But you can do, like, the hold hands with a friend and if you let go, then, then you suck. Oh, really? Yeah. It recognizes that? Oh, because so. it completes the, the current. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I would... It has to be, like, the smallest of currents, though. Oh, yeah. Because, like, imagine if a small child were to go up and grab it and, and do it. Well, they have those things at the science museum where you put your hands on the copper hands and yeah. it makes a light bulb light up because you've completed the current. But right. you can't feel that at all. I think it does have something like that. Because, yeah, it does have to detect if you let go. I thought you were talking about one, those Tesla balls that make your hair stick up. No, those are cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> I do like those. Yeah. Uh, if that could be worked into the Fester game, it would be very cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or if it would make you go bald. <laughs> Even better. I'm looking forward to being bald one day. Anyways. <laughs> um so Japan trip went well. Did you play yes. anything else, either abroad or domestically? Um, I've kind of been curious about Sea of Thieves. I haven't played it yet but it looks really interesting and up my alley because you can kind of do whatever you want I heard nothing there's nothing to do in that game that's no. also Which... that's kind of a selling point to me because i <laughs> don't like yeah. long games with too much content do whatever you want but by the way you can't really do much yeah then like okay sold <laughs> so my friend dakota got it and he was telling me he's uh you know on this ship and it takes a lot to actually get your boat moving and you have to collaborate with people to like fight other people yeah. and he was uh going along on this boat with this this other player and they were like defeating some other people and they were having a good time and finally dakota was like hey man what do you, what do you, where do you want to go next and the the other player was like let's go to the other island it was like an eight-year-old <laughs> and he's like oh great cool i've been playing with a child this but whole time that conversation <laughs> was gonna go one of two ways it was either that or it's like Fuck you, you fucking scrub, fucking your yeah. mom. <laughs> There's nice kids out there that just wanna just wanna just wanna have fun. Ride just on a boat and <laughs> ride fight the wave, some pirates baby. and stuff. They, they wanna be yeah, they wanna be a pirate. They wanna be Captain yeah. Jack Sparrow. So as a person <laughs> who Okay, the husband. Is that your English accent? No, it's my Bill Nighy. Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Davy Jones. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> or yes, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow, oh, that- Governor. I saw him at the LACMA at the James Terrell Retrospective, which oh. is featured in Bubsy3D.com. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he there? Because it's an art exhibit. Oh, it was it's interesting. Yeah, I was I was just staring at the ground and I was like looking at this guy's you know seven hundred dollar Gucci loafers or whatever, and I was like, Ooh. who's this asshole? And I <laughs> I looked up and it was Bill Nye, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, adds cool. up. Yeah, adds up. <laughs> he's allowed to wear those. Um, Because we had to take our shoes off to go in one of the exhibits because it's like immersive. Anyway, it's in Bubsy3D.com. You can get the, I mean, it's essentially the same experience in the game as it is in real life. Can I I download something to my 3DS and have it play audio recordings as they walk around the exhibit like I can in the Louvre? 
Oh, yeah, they do have those at the Louvre. I remember I was like, why are there so many people playing 3DS in this museum? Man, <laughs> Paris loves street passing. But they, yeah, they just, they have the uh, audio guide, which is really smart because they can update the, the menuing and all that, have it in different languages and all that stuff. And it's super easy to touch the screen and stuff like that. I, I got probably a total of like 16 street passes at PAX East. I was very upset. No one's really doing good. No, I no, I get hundreds at PAX. I just didn't have my 3DS with me. I kept it at the Airbnb just because mm-hmm. when I was working the Finji booth, uh, I just threw my backpack down. I'm like, ah, maybe not have this super rare lime green 3DS that I paid way too much money for sitting on the show floor at PAX. Someone might I just got come up. Maybe a dozen in Japan. I thought I would get way more. Really? Yeah, That's but I, weird. I didn't have it with me all the time. But still, I was in train stations, airports. That's weird. Busy areas. Yeah. I, I just heard, think like, it's kind of going out of fashion. You get so many packs. I mean, you get a lot of Magfest too, but I've also beaten all of the games on there, so there's no point in doing it. Uh, yeah, I got like when I got all the puzzles in the puzzle swap game, I was like, "Huh, like that's literally it." <laughs> oh, it's well, just kind of fun seeing like, oh, I've met a thousand people, and I've met people from Japan and England and France and all these different places. They should um. Put it on the phone? Put it on the phone. They should put it on the fucking Switch. I don't know why they haven't done either of those fantastic ideas. Get it together, Nintendo. They're too busy thinking up more bad ideas for the next Zelda, probably. <laughs> Boom! I haven't played them. We should That's do it in do. space. <laughs> I play Moon Zelda. I play Moon oh, Zelda. Oh, Moon Zelda would be cool. <laughs> Low grav? Honestly, Space Zelda would probably be tight. I mean, they already did Sky Zelda. So. Probably be like Gundam. I'm out. Like ancient robot Gundams. I mean, if they have all these like robots and and motorcycles and shit, just make Zelda real, like real life. Come on, give him a gun. Give him a gun. What we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Just make Shadow the Hedgehog, but with Zelda. Uh, Not Link. Zelda. Like give Zelda the gun. Yeah, yeah. Did I hear there was uh, new content for Mario Odyssey? Is that a yes. thing? Yes. Great segue, Ruthie. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I played. Because I played Luigi's Balloon World, the new hashtag content for Super Mario Odyssey. Is, is that, that out DLC yet? or is that an no, update? It, it's it's an update. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna play that when I get home. It's fun. Hey, do you want a really easy way to farm a lot of coins because you want that skeleton, skeleton suit? suit? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Luigi's Balloon World is right up your alley. Um, because it's literally like I played just I forget what's the the waterfall the, like the first world you're in with the dinosaur mm-hmm. I played that one and so Luigi shows up and you go talk to him and he's like wah and then he <laughs> that's really good he, he's like do you want to hide a balloon or do you want to find a balloon and well first you have to hide a balloon like if, if you've never played it before and he's like alright you have 30 seconds go hide a balloon and you hide a balloon somewhere random on the map and then while you play the game, you're just accruing coins uh, while people try to find your balloon. But also, you can hunt for other people's balloons. And so, it gives you, like, literally just a list of uh, people's me's and also, like, a... Um, I don't know if there's a difficulty associated with them, but there is, like, a, a, a coin amount because they're all rated hmm. differently depending on their difficulty. And so, you just select one. It's like, I'm going to do that one. It's going to get me 50 coins. It's like, 
He's like, okay, go find the go find the balloon. And then you just turn around and the balloon's right there because they didn't bother hiding it. You're like, all right, got that one. 50 coins. Thank you. Next. <laughs> and you just do that like 10 times and you have 500 coins. That's like a very Nintendo Dark Souls mechanic. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, yeah, because there's no way to directly talk to any of the other players, right? Yeah, it's like Correct. this weird like asymmetrical multiplayer. Yeah. Not really combat oriented I'm digging it yeah and there's a big arrow that <laughs> I was shows waiting up. to see when Dark Souls would show up I thought it would show up earlier in this podcast 59 minutes yeah, yeah. get on your game it's after it's well, I have to get the Gundam in first and then we get to the Dark Souls <laughs> Will has his own separate show notes yeah. alright Zelda <laughs> sucks crayon. we're talking about Zelda sucks uh, Zelda have, sucks have to have to mention Gundam cool have to have to everything m- is Dark Souls have to mention a DC movie at some point <laughs> you mentioned the DC movie yeah but you you were I'm just excited. over here saying DC movies are fun to watch if you're into superheroes and have a lobotomy. That's like I mean that's basically if you're into superheroes. That's like your grandma oh. buys you like a video game for a console you don't own because she thinks you like video games. Yeah. So that so going back to that <laughs> real quick, I'm very confused. I'm wondering how old people in Japan feel about like how anime is just everywhere in Japan. Old people love anime. They like anime because anime came out. When they were kids. Yeah, but they didn't have Pokemon during World War II. No, but Pikachu's a national hero. <laughs> but I'm just curious like how that inserts itself into older generations. Because like, if you show someone, an elderly person in America, a picture of Pikachu, and they're like, what's this cartoon rodent? Well, the, the difference is the way that they treat comic books there, which is that comic books are for adults. Mm. Um, and that used to be the case in the U.S. before... Uh, I can't remember what exactly spurred it, but essentially there were like court cases that said like you can't curse in comic books and stuff like that in the fifties, like kind of like the Hayes Code. Oh was yeah, with the, movies. The Comics Authority. Yeah, that that business. So comics became like a kids thing, and there's this kind of stigma. I think it's been reduced lately because of all these big blockbuster movies, but comics have a stigma to them here where they don't in Japan. You could go to any like newsstand or bookstore and buy comic books. Or like, uh, and especially with women, they'll be like soap opera type books or or whatever they are called, slice of life genre, mm, yeah. that type of thing. So I think it's, I think adults read comics there. Period. Like that's cool. Yeah, that's that's I'm I'm glad. But yeah, like even with like American comics, like all these people understand like superhero comics now. But it's like, I mean, there's no like there's no blankets movie, right? Like there's no, I mean, there's a fun home. Uh, was Broadway it mus- play, musical? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's still. I guess. But there's still a weird stigma to reading comic books. Next time I show an old person pick a, a picture of Pikachu, I'm just gonna say it's a redesigned Mickey Mouse. Also, Pikachu's like 21 years old or something. Old enough to drink. I'm gonna go party <laughs> with Pikachu. 25. No, I think no. you're no 21. The Super Nintendo is 26. Yes, because I'm Pokemon as... Pokemon is 1995. Okay. Math. 23? 23. 23. Okay. All right, good enough. Close old enough. enough to drink. Not old enough to rent a car. Nope. What? Gotta wait. 25. 25. My friend. 25. Some places. And get this. I found this out uh, when we had to rent that van when my car broke down in North Carolina. If you are renting a car not in the state that you have a driver's license in, you need to have a credit card. 
if you don't have a credit card, you need uh, your social security card and birth certificate and like one or two other forms well, of yeah, identification. Yeah, they need to hold you liable. Right. Somehow. But Winnie didn't know this. Winnie doesn't have a credit card. Um, but I have a credit card. So fortunately, we were able to rent a vehicle um, because otherwise we would have been screwed. Hmm. But I didn't know that. I didn't know you needed all that. Good to know. Good to know. Keep in mind. If you're crossing state lines, if you're on the lam, you need to rent a vehicle. <laughs> that was the life tips section of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Following up the Gundam Sucks section, which is the rest yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, how many Gundam films have you seen? Enough. Which is to say zero. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever watched the the ones that came on Toonami. Gundam long Wing. time ago. Tsunami. Yeah. Oh, and Just G Gundam. Gundam. G Gundam's a good one because it has the windmill. <laughs> okay. Do they have stupid names? Like, do yeah, the robots I mean, that have one's, dumb I names? I think it's just called like Holland Gundam or something. That's pretty okay. I'm I'm on board with that. That's <laughs> a, like one that's just like a big bullhead because it's the Spanish one. It's pretty racist, really. But well, it's kind of like how you know how Digimon, like digital they, monsters, di- digital monsters. Yes, correct. They, you know how. <laughs> They just, they so misinterpreted the appeals and aesthetic of Pokemon that it's like, oh, they're all just, they end in Mon, right? <laughs> so it's just like Dinosaur Mon, <laughs> Creepy Mon. The American Gundam and G Gundam has like a football helmet, boxer gloves, and I think he has like a uh, surfboard. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. That adds up. It's the, pretty cool. The three American pastimes, boxing, yeah. football, the way and surfing. Japanese stereotype other countries is so <laughs> funny. It's usually like cowboy stuff, and like cactuses yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I had a German pen pal who assumed the same thing, that I was from Tennessee and I lived among cactuses. And I was like, <laughs> lady, I live in the mountains. There's no cactuses here. That's weird. Why the fascination with cacti? Well, they... They think of Texas as all of the U.S. for some reason. They good, love westerns. Good job, Texas. Anything like cowboys? I don't know. There's any any state I want more to be representing us on the world stage. It's Texas. <laughs> fine, Texas is fine. Texas is fine. Parts of Texas are fine. Austin's cool. San Antonio's kind of all right. All right. Um, <laughs> well, so. I haven't had a chance to talk about a lot of games recently because of, you know, talking about a bunch of jet setting that everyone's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a shit ton of games that I want to at least briefly mention, but I want to not stay tied to them too long. So right. why don't we do this? Will, you got you to gotta stop watch on your phone? Yeah. All right. I want you to give me a minute for each of these games. And then I'll let you know when I'm done with the list. Ooh, I like that. Speed round. Okay, yeah. hold on. It, it's going to take me at least 15 minutes to get my stopwatch. I don't what the heck? Are you downloading a stopwatch app? Just no, let I don't me, know what... Let okay, me do I got it. it. Right. I, I got it. it. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, we can both do it. All right, okay. it's stopwatch, right? Not the timer. Yeah. I don't want no blaring noises happening. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Ready. And I'll let you know I'm done. All right. Ready? Yeah. Set. Uh-huh. First game, go. First game, Curry Star Allies. It's not that great. I think it's for babies. It's kind of boring i think it's for babies that's okay, all that's fair it, it's a kirby game i played kirby nightmare and dreamland we're at 10 second mark <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the update 
I played Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland for the Game Boy Advance. I think it was the first Kirby game I ever played. It's all right. It's a remake of the fir- very first Kirby game. I had I had Kirby's Dreamland. That was my first Game Boy game. Okay. That was the first game I played. And when I was I was seven when I got it, something like that. And it, it to me it was very hard. And then as an adult, I played it again, and I was like, oh, I could beat this in 30 minutes. Like, this is very easy. Yeah, it's just he, he moves real slow, and it's just... It's, I think it's a perfect platformer for kids, and I downloaded the 3DS demo of whatever that game is, the new Kirby for 3DS. Oh, uh, pretty uh, PUBG? Uh, Kirby PUBG? Kirby Battle Royale? Yes, that. Yeah. Um, it's a similar game, right? Or No. I, d- I don't well so Star Next Allies. Next game go. All right, okay. uh, all right. Uh, uh, Nano Golf. I bought Nano Golf for phones because I really like the look of it, and I saw it a long time ago. And Craig Barnes, my friend who worked on my Train Jam team, did the audio for it. But uh, hmm. let me see. I don't know that one. I'll show you. So it looks like this. Oh, I've seen this on Twitter all the time. This guy posts gifts of this game all the time. It's a very it's striking like, game. It's a very gifable game. Very. Um, simple but beautiful pixel graphics and like just a fun little mini golf game, like a tiny mini golf. And game. yeah, you just drag to to launch the the golf ball, but it gets really really tricky. Do you guys ever yeah. play like Lifesavers mini golf? No, it was like a quintessential flash game. Definitely recommend it. <laughs> Isn't that David Byers' game of choice? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think we brought that up. How am I doing on time? You have yeah. ten seconds left. Um, it's really cool. You should try it. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> all right. Next game. Um, all right. So I emulated a bunch of games uh, a couple weeks ago because I wanted to try some stuff out. Uh, when we mentioned Dragon Quest, uh, illegal. a couple, <gasps> a couple weeks he ago, owns the game. It's I, fine. I played it at some point. That's basically ownership. Yeah. The, um, we mentioned one of the Dragon Quest games, uh, when Justin was last on. And I forget which one we mentioned at that point, but it wasn't the one that I was talking about. I was talking about Dragon Quest Monsters. Not mm. I think we were talking about Monster Rancher when he was on. Dragon um, Quest Monsters, that's on the Game Boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you breed them? Played it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The gameplay is real dumb in some points. Cause, so it's a turn-based game, kind of like Pokemon, uh, but you have a party. But So like some of the monsters have special abilities. Like There's one monster that can heal, but you can't just tell it to heal you say be aggressive. <laughs> I have two timers now. I also now. went by uh, IHOP. So next. next game, okay. Um. So the other one of the other games I emulated was Solar Striker, which I did own. I did purchase a lot. Well, my cousin gave it to me for the Game Boy. I like Solar Striker. Hmm. It's got good music. Mm. Will you're not? In, haven't you played Solar Striker? No, I don't oh. know what that is. It's kind of it's Galaga esque. It's 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 just a top down shooter like 1942 or Galaga, but you're a spaceship. Um, but you start out in space, and there are like <laughs> one of the spaceships I always remember, and they would uh, they would go in like spirals. So it'd be like this thing that would look like like a figure eight, and it would spin, and then it would like spin across the screen. And it would curve, so it'd start off in the upper right hand corner, and then in the lower right hand corner. Um, but it's just like that, but in Solar Striker, you're like descending onto a planet. So by like level three, you're just like shooting eighteen wheelers. That sounds cool. Yeah, I liked it. Next, Next game. game. Uh, I also emulated Lego Island Two: The Brickster's Revenge for you Game, oh, Bo- Game Boy Color. Yeah, Lego Island Two. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, it's it's a we- it's weird how they tried to translate Lego minifigs to little sprites like that. Yeah. I don't think I played that one, but I played 
the pizza delivery guy one. <laughs> that, is that Lego Island one? Uh, you play as Pepper in both one and two. Is that the pizza delivery person? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you also play him in Lego Island Extreme Stunts. <laughs> the third one. Okay. But yeah, um, you only play as Pepper in Lego Island 2. Okay. But Lego Island 2 is not an adventure game. It's like a third person action platformer hmm. where you go around and you stop the Brickster after he escaped. Um, it's a, uh, it's interesting. It's weird. It's weird how they tried translating that game to, to a Game Boy Advance Next Game Boy game. Color. I thought I was getting a countdown. You guys counted down the last one. I'm oh, sorry. I like no countdown. All right, we're moving, <laughs> we're moving to GDC. All right, I played Minute at Day of the Devs cool. for like a minute, and now I'm going to talk about it for a minute. I picked well, it up right in the middle. Five seconds. I, I picked it up right in the middle of, of the demo, um, so I didn't know where to go or what to do, but it's really cool. My favorite part, there's this turtle guy who stands in front of a lighthouse, and he literally takes a full minute to say <laughs> everything he's doing because he talks <laughs> real slow. And you can't fast forward through the dialogue. That's funny. And that's fun? Yeah. So like the games just wrap <laughs> around, you die every minute, and then you respawn in your house, and but there's permanence in like the items you collect and stuff. And mm, so you're just cool. It's um it's, Can I play this at home? Yeah. It's uh ten dollars. It just got released. At okay. J, JW worked on it. Uh who, it should be sixty dollars. It should be. <laughs> just watching this countdown now. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> Next game. Next game. Next game is I also played What the Golf at Day of the Devs, oh. uh, Sam's least favorite game. <laughs> you remember that infamous yeah. Slack conversation? No, he he he's he's come around on it. But the best part about What the Golf, um, so it's just a bunch of silly uh, golf, like miniature golf, like puzzles that you want to solve. Um, but the best part is there's one where you instead of having a golf ball, you have a soccer ball, and you kick the soccer ball. Uh, and try to go, uh, score it and then there's a couple levels based around that and then there's one where it's just a, a goal and then your soccer ball and then another goal behind it and every time you you finish a level it says like hole in one or like you know right. whatever mm-hmm. um, and then when you get a goal it just goes goal and then this level you like pull the the trigger or the the stick back to uh launch it i need more time for this one this one i'm, I'm giving myself a okay mulligan okay I, I we'll stop the timer this next one. game no <laughs> the um you when you pull the thumbstick back to like launch it on this level and you let go instead of it launching the ball it launches the goal behind you so the goal just flies forward and lands in the other goal and it goes go goal <laughs> Then it starts. There's a. They did a. They have an agreement with the super hot devs. So there's a suite of levels that you play that's like super hot. So you hit the ball around, and there are guns, and the entire aesthetic is like super hot. So it's all gray, and then all the enemies are red silhouettes. And so you'll hit the golf ball into a a gun, and he picks up the gun, and then you shoot it. And whenever the golf ball moves, the bullets are moving just like in super hot. So you want to shoot the guys and then get into the hole. And then when you finish those levels, it goes super golf, super golf, <laughs> super golf. Uh, and then the last one I saw was a the level was called Hole in One, and it starts and it's just a very small little putting area. And there's a giant one carved into the ground, and there's a golf ball. And then you pull the stick back to launch the golf ball, and instead there's a small actual golf hole next to the ball and that rips out of the ground and you're actually playing as the hole and you want to get the hole in the one so there's a lot of shit like that 
Hmm. It's a pretty clever game. Pretty clever. And then there's two D two D levels where it's like you're like doing using like the orbits of planets to like use your trajectory to get around them and get to the to the hole. Mm. I liked it a lot. Okay, we can start the timer back up. Okay, next game. <laughs> All right, next game. I played uh Hypnospace Outlaw, Mild Rumpus. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> it's so clever. They've put so much goddamn content into that uh into that game, but basic premise i think you both know of it before or have heard of it at least when i interviewed jay it's his new game um but he's basically a he just remade another internet but it's internet circa like 1998 um that's so cool so it's just like a bunch of like flat and you play as this like um patrolman that is like a cop in hypnospace and so it kind of plays like uh uh, papers please we have these objectives and you have to go around and like find violations and give them citations because of that but you one of the places the kid the guy that was playing went to he went to like teen world and he went to like kevin's pages like i'm kevin i'm tough and his like background is like camouflage and there's like <laughs> flames and skulls everywhere and all the animating text uh it's like i go by like gunman 49 on here it's gonna be a cool game next, next game. game next game um do, 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 do. oh god i played uh when i went to the other party at gdc i played a couple games one of the games i played was uh, desert child it's this very like artsy mm. game where i have some stickers over here but basically you um you play as this guy that competes in like hover bike races in the desert and the art style is like this very i, I don't even it's it's like proteus almost where it's like that pixel art but it's like very blurry and like Mm -hmm. goes in and out of focus and it's like it's just made out of a bunch of blobs but the blobs themselves are made out of pixels um but there's like a race component where you want to race against these other bikers across this desert and you're like picking you're getting pickups and health and and boosts and stuff um and that's played in like a two and a half d kind of view and then when you complete the race you get money depending on how you did and there's just a like a bike repair mechanic. Next. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Jupiter Hadley. I also I also <laughs> played uh <laughs> Next. <laughs> I also played Plunge at the other party. And Plunge is like a um it's an isometric uh, uh dungeon crawler strategy game where if you ever played Tomb of the Mask, which was like one of my favorite games from 2016, you just slide around to like land on different surfaces your character is on this grid um and you in the in the levels are almost made of like they look like crossword puzzles um or not crossword puzzles yes crossword puzzles that haven't been filled in and so you slide around to like fight enemies and stuff and it's all Hmm. about like positioning because they telegraph where they're going to attack the next turn quote unquote which is when you the next time you slide um, so you want to kind of get yourself around that. And there are keys that you have to grab to like unlock doors and stuff. It's really, That's really cool. striking. What is that called again? Plunge. And it has like um, almost like a uh, uh, like a 2D like drawn like R crumb or like Nightmare Before Christmas kind of look. Hmm. Next game. All right. Next game. Um, I played. I also played the Adventure Pals at the other party. And that was kind of. Uh, it's like a platformer. It's almost like a platformer castle crashers right so you have like a little animal companion that sits in your backpack um but you're like jumping around and it's like an action platformer so and it's cooperative so you jump around and you uh, attack stuff and you have like a sword and a bunch of different stuff but the art style is very much like behemoth style alien hominid castle crashers Mm. pit people um it was cool i talked to jay 
who was like the main uh, developer on that. Um, and I think it just came out. I think someone's publishing it. I can't remember. But yeah, that's a cool game. You have like 10 seconds left. Uh, it was really hard to walk around the other party because there's a shit ton of people. Next there. game. All right. <laughs> um, I went to the IGF booth. Um, congratulations to everyone that won an IGF award, including Night in the Woods that won two. Yep. They also cool. just won a BAFTA for narrative. Uh, congratulations to the developer on Baba Is You for winning two awards. Yep. Uh, he was very confused when he went back up <laughs> to the stage. <laughs> Um, but I played uh, Celeste because Celeste was Celeste won the music IGF award, but uh, I was just I haven't touched Celeste yet, so I played it. How over about that player IGF. source? I know. I told Noel. I was like, "Hey, have you seen this player class yet?" And he was like, "Yeah, I, I'm the one that put it up on GitHub." <laughs> I was like, "It's crazy, isn't it?" Uh, but yeah, Celeste is fun. It plays really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like I really like the feel of that game. Um, I feel like the level, like the polygonal, like map level select, clashes a little with the the rest of the style of that game. But outside of that, I think it's like really good. Next game. Next game. Um, I played this game at PAX East called Doom Wheel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a get this. It's a Warhammer franchise game. So apparently, the uh, I forget who who owns the Warhammer franchise. Um. I forget what they're, yeah, they're called. What they're uh, they are they play pretty fast and loose with the Warhammer franchise. <laughs> so it's like if you want to write the Warhammer franchise for your game and you give a like decent enough pitch, to, yeah, sure, here you go. So these guys made this Infinite Runner where you play one of the rat people. Um, so these like these are like the main bad dudes in the in Vermintide, which is the new like Left 4 Dead game that just came out. Um, but you're on this big like big wheel kind of motorcycle thing. And you just go across, and it's kind of isometric, a little bit behind the back. Um, but you're just driving across this this level, and you you just have to jump at the correct time and like kill enemies and avoid traps hmm. and stuff. But yeah, they were telling me like how easily they got the license, and I was like, "Huh." Next game. Um, I went to a Red Bull sponsored party at PAX East. Dope. And they uh, King of the Hat was there, um, which I love those guys. But another game that was there that's being published by Devolver is uh, Ape Out. And so it's a top-down, very stark, limited color palette. Everything is silhouettes where you play as a, a an ape that escapes and you go around and you kill armed guardsmen in this facility that you're trying to escape from. Sounds um, like Hotline Miami, but with it, a monkey. Yes. And so you just <laughs> run around and you grab you grab the guards and you hold them as like human shields and then you throw them. And there are some guys who use shotguns, some guys who use um, assault rifles. There's a guy that has like just a bunch. Of, he's like a suicide bomber. He has a bunch of explosives strapped to him. So you grab him. Take care of a monkey. <laughs> he's trying to yeah. take care of business. So you grab him and then you throw him because he's going to explode really quickly. So you grab him and you throw him at a group of enemies. Um, but it's a very striking art style. There's like a texture, like uh, like almost like a abstract expressionism texture or anything. Quick note. Apes are not monkeys. Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to get mad at me. <laughs> okay, next game. Uh, all right, last thing I played, I played Pico Niku at uh, Indie Mega Booth. Nice. Pico Niku is hilarious. I It's a game that I can't play on a show floor because I want to sit down and really kind of engage with it. But it's a hilarious game. The game starts with a black screen and then this pink guy shows up and he's the shape of a cloud and he has a top hat. And he's like, hey, come here. Come closer, closer, 
let me tell you about free money. And then it turns into a shitty infomercial. <laughs> and he's just talking about how you can get rich. And then he's like, don't believe me? Ask this guy. And then his hat comes off his head and there's a smaller version of him on top of his head. <laughs> and he has a whole bit. That's the kind of game. I that had no idea good. it was it was a humor game. I thought it was like, oh, a cutesy puzzle game. Whatever. But no, it's really funny. <laughs> um, Like eight more seconds. Shikaniku. Oh, it's good all right and that's that's everything i want right. that's cool. everything i want to talk about on a timer wow and then i have three more games oh my god actually one of these i can say very quickly i'm playing i got back into overwatch so i've been playing mm. some overwatch where's alex where's alex so much has happened in, the, in an owl in the <laughs> overwatch league we need our correspondent no alex alex is um we're gonna have some guests for a while because alex is currently on the job hunt Ah. Um, so, uh, I think it was, it was, we both agree that it was better for him to, you know, find a job than it is to yeah. have him on the cast. <laughs> um, nah. but <laughs> nah, but, uh, so yeah, I've been playing Overwatch. I bought Burnout Paradise Remastered because I've never played Burnout Paradise and people will never shut up about how great Burnout Paradise is. I'm a Burnout. Where's Sam? I'm a Burnout 3 guy. I okay. think Burnout 3 Takedown is fantastic. Um, Burnout Paradise is basically just an open world Burnout 3 um, there's not a lot like obviously like the racing and the destroying taking down other vehicles is still as fun as ever but there's no real like end goal really so you get a license right and it's like a, a grade E class license when you start and every time and it's like alright you know complete five objectives and then the objectives can be races or like destruction challenges or whatever right and you and you initiate all the objectives at stoplights so you go to an intersection you hold down the, the gas and the brake and it starts an objective um and every time you win it it upgrades your license but that's it like that's literally the progression of the game mm-hmm. is this and and the map is terrible like you can't tell which stoplights you've already been at i don't know if you can just replay stoplights i think like when you upgrade your license to a higher class it resets everything um, it's not very clear in that way, but the loop of just racing around and just destroying other vehicles is still as fun as it was in Takedown. And I mean, Takedown, Burnout 3 was was level-based, so you just picked a, a, a course and you played it and you progressed that way. But this, it's open world, and so you'll find a race at an intersection, you'll hit the triggers, and it'll be like, you're here, I'm DJ Atomica, I'm a cool rad dude, you're here, you want to get to here. And there's like oh, always like there there are eight end nodes for any race, so it's always going to be like one of eight locations, and they're like based on like the cardinal directions. Um, but yeah, it's a friggin' fun ass game. I like the way it shows you upcoming uh, streets. Like yes, it shows like the names, and then they like get closer to the middle, and that's like there you are. And in the um, mm-hmm. it could be like in a GPS thing. I'd I'd appreciate that. Oh yeah. <laughs> In the, uh, yeah, because you're like looking at little signs and being like, is yeah. it this one? And then you've driven past it already. Yeah. Or like in the crew, it's just the arrow. Or no, in the crew, it's a line in the air, right? So it's like this this ribbon, basically, that you're following as you go along. Or like in GTA, it's the GPS. It's drawn yeah, on the GPS. Yeah, I don't like that they, when they tell you where to go like that. Well, they do that in Burnout um, when you're racing because when the streets come in from the sides, one yeah. of them will flash and it'll be like, this is the turn you need to make. And you don't have to make that turn but it's like that's a suggested route yeah that's kind of cool though yeah i like it i'm i'm still 
that's definitely a game that you get better at with with playing more when you get more familiar with the city you get better at it mm-hmm. it's like oh no the, i want to take i want to take this shortcut mm-hmm. like this shortcut's going to spit me out exactly where i want um or i'm going to take i'm not going to listen to the gps i'm going to take this route um the i don't know whatever it's a fun ass game i like playing it it's just it it it, it, it sucks that there's no real like per- sense of satisfaction from the progression mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like all right just keep playing and just keep playing it and just keep playing it like okay whatever uh but yeah i the last game i played i so i helped out at the uh finji booth during pax east um and finji uh publishers of night in the woods and tunic and also developer of overland adam saltzman's new game um so 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 if you have a question of how a pax booth is run mm-hmm. it's literally a magfest booth just bigger <laughs> especially for indies it's crazy it's like oh this is just the exact same thing we don't have any like huge stand-ups or like we're not building a wall like the blizzard booth we were behind the blizzard booth so if you came in through the entrance down the escalators you could not see the (laughs) fingy vlambeer no more robots booth until you went around the blizzard booth oh nice Blizzard. thanks blizzard they had their jump giant uh jumbotron or they had their giant pop-up store and there's a jumbotron basically on top of it and it's just playing the the battle for azeroth expansion cinematic just mm. over and over and over and over and over again we couldn't really hear it so it wasn't bothering me but it was just like every time i had to walk out of the expo floor i had to walk that way and there would just be like a just a mound of people just stopping in the middle of the aisle just staring at the <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the wow cinematic and i'm like excuse me i'm trying to get through i need a coffee run um but so when i was playing so I never beat Night in the Woods. I bought it soon after it came out last year, um, around f- like end of February, I think. Um, and I played like a little bit into it, and I never beat it. Um, but I am na- I now had to demo the game, and I'm like, shit! Like I don't. How far this does this demo go? I need to like, I need to watch someone play it to see like what what I've missed or how much farther it goes um, than what I've played. And so I was like watching people play it just to see where where it ended. It literally ends at the same exact point I stopped playing Night in the Woods. Literally hmm. the same exact point. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I can talk to this game then because I literally, this entire demo is my experience with the game. Um, but people love Night in the Woods to for good yeah. reason. But it's just amazing like how many people, and you know, the game talks on things, talks about things like, you know, depression, you know, life changes. Um, it's very much like kind of a coming of age story for me, the main character. So I, I was demoing to people Saturday and Sunday of PAX East. And I was like, I need to, I need to finish this game. And so I came home and I started playing it again. I haven't beaten it, but I really, really like, there's this whole section where, you know, we were talking about arcades before There's this whole section where you, you can choose to go to, uh, the mall with your one of your former best friends and she's like you want to go to the mall and you're like yeah and like i just dropped out of college i'm back home like let's go to the mall the mall is awesome and the mall is just like a husk of what it used <laughs> to be because like all the stores are closed down in may the main character's just like what happened to this store and bay's like internet it's like what happened to that store internet what happened to-? literally the answer to all of these is internet internet happened to everything here um but it's very very cool like touching part because like you every time you make one of these choices to hang out with either greg um or bay b bay b-e-a b 
Bee. Bee. Um, <laughs> like Aunt Bee from Andy Griffith's show. Okay. Um, every time you choose to hang out with Gregor B, you're you're forwarding your relationship with them, and then like basically choosing to ignore your relationship with the other one. Um, so there's like a balancing act there. If you want to, you know, I assume if you want to be in the good graces of both, or you can just choose to be with one over the other. But yeah, no, it's a very it's a very um, striking, beautiful, interesting game, and I'm looking forward to completing it. Now that I've <laughs> worked at a Finji booth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and talked to a bunch of people about the game and basically been a representative temporarily of the game, I'm excited to, to finish it. But yeah, that's everything I've been playing. Jesus. How do you guys feel? <laughs> that's a lot of games. Well, when we, you know, have been talking about GDC and then PAX and then all this other yeah. stuff the past couple of weeks, I'm like, I have all these games that I've been touching, but not really, not really had a chance to to bring up but that's basically it in terms of games uh do we want to talk about any of these topics any any of these topics strike your fancy anything which ones uh will uh mario is a plumber again oh geez hot take uh, uh i'm sorry that your retirement didn't work out buddy <laughs> that pension didn't come in yeah from the plumbers yeah union. i didn't get that story i wasn't as Interested in that one as I was in uh, Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong records and all of his other records being expunged. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So they eventually decided that Billy Mitchell is no longer on the Donkey Kong high score. So who's at Twin Galaxies that sort of validates all the high scores? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the top uh, dog there. permanently banned him, which is... Really? Yes. So he can... he They <sighs> deleted all of his high scores... Um, and permanently banned him. Feels I feel kind of sorry for him. I do too because he's a great player. Yeah, and also like all those people are his friends. Eh, sort of. I mean, like it sucks that all of his friends run this thing and they helped him be a cheater, but like, still. Yeah. Maybe they should ban his friends too. They should. Yeah, he couldn't have. I guess he could have done it alone. Essentially, it came down to. They were looking at frame-by-frame frame analysis of his Donkey Kong uh, million-point thing, and they figured out the way the frames were rendering. Like, a t uh, If you're using the real arcade equipment, it's kind of rendering in this diagonal pattern. Yeah. They call it like window panels or window blinds or something like something that. Something like that. Um, but on a MAME game, it's kind of rendering these things just all like kind of it object in, by object right yeah like all the ladders pop mm. in and then the girders donkey kong pops in and then yeah yeah so they they found that he had replaced the hardware in the cabinet with the mame hardware and was emulating it so you um, know what i really want from all of this is a king of kong 2 hell yeah, yeah. about the redemption of billy mitchell oh I thought from the fires. I wanted the the vindication of Steve Weeby. Yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's how it starts off. But then, the ultimate is the redemption of Billy Mitchell. Well, how's he going to do that if he's banned for life now? He becomes a born, then born it's again not Christian. About, it's not about the score anymore. It's just about the skill. It's about the sport. I see. It's about the love of the game. I yeah. See. He uh he becomes a born again Christian, and he goes on a he goes on a <laughs> road trip by himself. He finds an old dusty arcade somewhere in the Midwest, <laughs> and he trains 
with the old coin op guy. <laughs> There's like one like old like beat up quarter in his pocket, and he's like, "I swore never to use this again." <laughs> <laughs> then a pentagram forms on it in flame. And he's like. I did my deal with the devil. <laughs> I think there's something to that, though, because it was obvious that, like, what it, he achieved the first million point high score in Donkey Kong. And then when pe- people realized it was possible, all of a sudden, like, new kids are, are doing this. And he's feeling that pressure to do even better and, you know, stay on top. That's and- why I cheat and let him dare every year. Uh-oh. Everyone cheats, though. So- How's that working out? You haven't gotten first again. <laughs> <Shit>. so- <laughs> I know. Uh,. Yeah, so that was an interesting piece of news in the, the game world. Kind of like Lance Armstrong was to cycling. Like, this is a huge deal. Mm. All right. Uh, when 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 Billy Mitchell loses a testicle from cheating. That could happen in, in the Kong. movie. I'm telling you, the King of Kong 2, this you guys it might, chemo? Have, yeah. <laughs> it might have to be non, I mean, fiction, but it should exist. It should. I'm, I'm on board. And then I want to ma- Man vs. Snake 2. Mm-hmm. That was a very well encapsulated film, I believe. He should like just eat the cabinet. He should nibble the nibbler. <laughs> nibbler the cabinet. Yeah. Um, well, Ben Mitchell. What goes around comes around, I guess. Your 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 Is fortunes your Pac-Man fortunes are faded joke or something. Huh? <laughs> Is that a Pac Man joke? Yep. Yes. <laughs> We're going with the yes. Uh well. Other than that, in other news, uh, did you guys hear it? Steam Spy got closed. I did. Yeah. yeah. Any any opinions on that? I I always like to look at it because I wonder, you know, how many people are playing such and such game or like even little indie games. I'm like, how much did this did this actually sell? And you can kind of get an estimate of that. And I wonder if indie devs are using that as a tool to analyze their own. Playability and sales and stuff like that. Wait. All of my market research data comes from Steam Spy, basically. Okay, so yes, it but, is important mm-hmm. for indie devs. It's also wildly inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it tells you what the margin of error is on it. So that, in and of itself, is accurate. I guess. Um, It'll be like plus or minus 9 million, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know, an acceptable so margin of error. 1,300 copies, plus or minus 9 million. No, but it gives you an estimate of, you know, something that's in the thousands range or the ten thousands range or the million range. Like, you mm-hmm. can get that kind of idea of something. I just saw Becca Saltzman saying that, like, the estimates on there for Night in the Woods were, like, really inaccurate. Beyond a, a reasonable margin of error. Mm, okay. Like, beyond something that would be trustable, trusted, something you could reliably use market research for. But also, I agree, like, at least it was something. Right, like at least yeah. it was something mm-hmm. you could look at and and use. Um, Mike Rose was saying how like this 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 being shut down and and to clarify, like Steam basically changed its opt in or its default privacy settings because that's what Steam Spy used. Is it would it would it would pull from people's like uh, openly displayed information, like what games they owned and whatnot, um, and use that to kind of to categorize and enumerate the the sales of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Steam is making it by default that that information will not be displayed and you can still go in and opt in to displaying it. But because it won't be displayed by default, 
the number of profiles that Steam Spy could I ostensibly see. crawl from is going to be significantly lower, low enough that it's not even going to matter. Like, hmm. So, so they, that's why it's They also down. display how many hours people play a game on average. A Steam mm-hmm. does. I don't know if Steam Spy Steam uses Spy. that. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that for me is really helpful when I want to buy a game and I want it. I don't want a 100-hour game. I want a 20-hour game. So I've used that before. We can also use how long to beat. Ever use that? Yeah, yeah. same kind of thing, yeah. Um, obviously, that you have to personally enter in the number and then, you know, calls in the question. Like if, it, if, if a game doesn't have a high enough uh, number of people who have submitted a time, then how reliable can that be? But yeah, it, I mean... I don't know. It, it sucks that there's no information out there on about it because obviously Steam Steam says you can't share your sales numbers, um, and you can kind of fudge that. Why do they say that? Because that makes them more valuable. So if they so if someone were to say like I made X number of dollars, or I mean I'm I sold X number of units on my game, then someone could then reverse engineer. Oh, okay. So this means you made that much money on Steam. This means that other games of the same genre. Uh, price point release window probably could have made around the same things it's it it gives people basically you releasing your information makes external users privy possibly to other people's information through extrapolation as i think is Hmm. a big fear of theirs um and also i think it's like big publishers they're probably like we don't want that information out there right because it makes us more valuable Mm mm-hmm um, cause we have the market research and we have the knowledge there. And I mean, I understand like for smaller publishers, like really, really smaller publishers, like Mike Rose makes him immensely more valuable, right? Cause he is a, a single one man publisher. And so like this information not being out there, he gets to bring his knowledge and he gets to be, you know, it's a competitive advantage for him. Um, which I understand. And I think that's awesome. And I think he should like be able to, to tout that. But also, it it's just the question is, is possibly wildly inaccurate information better than no information about sales figures? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a I don't have a good answer for that. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, no information is probably the least accurate information you can have. Sure, but <laughs> like, I mean, no no information available from like an external source. But if like if you have colleagues in the industry and be like, hey. What were your, what were your sales That's like on this game? Insider trading. Uh. That's collusion. Uh. Is that pull, how that works? Pull a Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. Steam. But yeah. I don't know. It it stings. I feel bad because I mean, obviously, Sergey, the guy that, that that runs it and built it, put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Opening up your email one day and be like, oh, the entire conceit that my service was built upon is now no longer usable because of some choice steam made and you have to ask did steam make this choice did valve make this choice because wouldn't well, isn't it just falling in line with some new like privacy regulations in the eu yes actually you're right yeah so it's, probably nobody had anything to do with it really it's just it's just in, a nice mm-hmm. bonus they didn't want to be in that like vat swamp again back when like they had to change all the weird currency stuff to regu- fall in line with regulation. In mm. the EU. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
I, I, I would like there to be a better way for people to get sales information and whatnot. Whether it's like maybe like an anonymous submission thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, indies might be totally into that, but you're not going to get AAA. You're not going to get an account manager. Well, I mean, that that, that information's useless to a lot of indies. So sure, but like you can you can imagine that there are like B tier or AA mm-hmm. studios that would like to have the information yeah. and not have to spend the money on a external marketing firm to to gather it for them or pay for an, an NPD subscription. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, is there any any other big stuff you want to? touch on i can't let me see no i can't think of anything else yeah i mean a lot a lot has happened a lot just keeps flooding by um these past couple weeks i mean we've been doing we've been doing a bunch of stuff with between gdc and and pax east and um we're doing this new thing where we're doing one week of roundtable and one week of i'll bring a guest on and talk to him Mm -hmm. um so next week i'm gonna have alex barry on who's the animator on the swords of ditto Cool. uh, cool which uh devolver is publishing um, next week is also Ludum Dare Woo-hoo. 41. 41. 41. Um, come on down. We, 804? Are we doing it at 804? Yeah. Okay. 804 RVA. Come on down, 804. There's a meetup <laughs> post that Will made. Yeah. Because someone asked for it. Uh, come make games by yourself by- with other people. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> come compete. I guess it's, it's more fun than it sounds, yeah. I promise. <laughs> Looking forward. I love it. I Ludum Dari is like my favorite thing all year. I don't, th- I don't think Luckily I'm Luckily it happens it. three times a year. What? what? I don't think we're make it. Why? Because I need to boo re- what? Recuperate from Pax East. It's you got a whole week. Uh, Do that at work, Dylan. Yeah, the sick uh, at your desk. Call out sick. Use those sick days. I have a lot of sick leave. Well, I have, there you go. I have no PTO left, but I have like 60 hours of sick leave. <laughs> and I kind of feel like crap right now. Maybe just come and hang out. Yeah, just, I, might, I, might, me. I might come um, work on peak it. a little we bit. We usually don't do anything until Sunday night anyway. <laughs> yeah. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> like, get all oh, the crap, I gotta make music. I have 30 minutes left. <laughs> Time to boot up the old SF. I have a genius idea, right? So... Every weekend, I try and put a little bit of work into my game. Uh, this next, this weekend and next weekend, I'm doing music and sound effects. So what I'm thinking about doing is uh, making the sound effects on like Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. and then using them in my LD game, and then using them in my real game. That Ooh. sounds great. That way, yeah. it's like I'm cheating, but it's like fair for a noble cause. Yeah. I don't think that's cheating at all. Well, it would be cheating if I made the music and sound effects for my game like this week. Yeah, exactly. And then used it in the, my LD thing. Yeah, as long as you're making them within the time limit, I yeah. got no problem with that. It's like honorable cheating. Absolutely. Will, the honorable cheater. That's me. <laughs> the um, Yeah, I might, I might stop by and work on Peak a little bit. I'm getting back into Peak Dev. Uh, feel super inspired. Uh, I also played Thomas Was Alone in preparation for our other guest, Mike Bithel, um, which that recording should go up at the beginning of May. Um, but feel there's a lot in Thomas Was Alone that I can apply to Peak. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back on board. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Fire, Fire's back. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we'll have Alex on next week. Lundare will be happening. Um, week after that, another roundtable. Maybe Alex will be back. 
I don't know. Maybe. Get that job, Alex. Might just we might get another guest. Um then week after that, Mike Biffle. The week after that, uh Nick and Joe are coming on. Nice from Instagram oh, Play cool. Live. Yeah. So um well Will, if you want to be a part of that, you can be our fourth seat, or maybe Alex will be back in time for that. We'll figure it out. Um, and then onwards to whatever else is happening this year. There'll most likely be a PAX West panel. Nice. I'm, I'm 95% confident in that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all that's going on over here, plans-wise. Will, where can people find you? At 01010111. Zero one zero one zero one 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 dot com. You say, yeah. Zero one zero one zero one one one. Zero one zero one zero one one one. Zero one zero one zero one one one. Zero one zero one zero one zero one one one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> my, my website has letters in it. What's up with that website? <laughs> what website dot com. Yeah, I recently changed it because I am applying really? for internships. So. It's what? very much like your traditional portfolio. Oh, no. Um, but I did put all my games on it and some illustrations in the pumpkin computer that I made. Oh, yes. Pumputer. I think most, we've ever talked about Most people like skip over the portfolio and they're like, wait, this pumpkin has a computer inside of it? <laughs> and this pumpkin run Doom? Um, which I think the answer to that is yes, right? Oh, uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Earlier like, when you were talking about Doom Wheel. I was thinking about it, how <laughs> much fun it would be it. to uh, play Doom with uh, a wheel. Oh, it's like, like a driving wheel. Going a gas pedal or whatever. I was thinking like a flywheel with Doom and you had to like rev it up or something. Oh, yeah. That'd be, oh, cool. that'd be even easier, probably. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about Pumputer on the podcast. Pumputer's awesome. I mean, it's about what it sounds like. It's a pumpkin with a computer inside of it and then there's a... Whole you, cut for the monitor. Do you still have it? No. Oh no! It lasted like two days and it <laughs> rotted. It actually ruined the connector that uh, connected the the board to the monitor. Oh, that like ribbon no. cable. Oh really? It got like corroded <laughs> and uh, had all this green crap on it. And then um, I think it fried it. It might be Pump repairable. Not coming to store near you. I'm not. I'm not very good at like soldering and electronics stuff. So. I don't know, Ruth. You got a fucking Linux distro running in a goddamn yeah, pumpkin. <laughs> people think that it's much more complicated than it really is, but it's really just a Raspberry Pi with a mouse and a screen. And oh, it's a web page, right? Because you, yeah, can, you can go just, to the web page. Yes, and a um, it's running off a cell phone battery, like oh, one that's that cool. you recharge your phone with. Yeah, that's all it takes to power it. I mean, the thing is, Ruthie, though, it's all about the presentation. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was around Halloween when it came out, so just kind of have to see what what people on Twitter might like to see or oh, whatever. Five thousand likes on this tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My one viral tweet. Actually, I had another one about the Switch when the first Switch ad came out, and the uh, the girl she's been named Karen, the lady in the commercial who's on the high rise on the she's, roof. Yeah, she's in her like beautiful Brooklyn apartment, and I said something about wanting. Her candles and amiibos. <laughs> I was like, I was like her, her apartment is goals uh, or something like that. That one went like semi-viral. But anyway, Pumputer, yeah. It's still on there. I also like how the first person was responding to this. Or at least the person they surface here is Jared Huntley. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I met him at Train Jam. Oh, I have no idea who that was. Oh, he's really cool. He's a, he's a uh, 
Was he based out of Ohio? I just clicked on his profile. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no idea who that was. Um, Moment and Moment and Kirk know him. That's so funny. No, I he just randomly responded to it. Yeah, uh, Moment and Kirk know him from practice. But uh, yeah, because he's on the practice. Are we going to practice? By the way, I I'd like to. I might be in New York this summer. Well, shaking his head no. Um, (laughs) I'd like to. Right. Uh, it'd be cheap for you then. I mean, it'd just be the ticket, relatively cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the ticket in travel. Um, cool. cool. So, Ruthie's website, anywhere else we can find you, Ruthie? Um, Twitter, Ruthie Edwards. I wish I had at Ruthie. That would be very cool. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's Ruthie underscore Edwards. I, I think don't it is <laughs> underscore Edwards. I was going to ask. What a bummer. I need a different one. I don't know. I like, I like Ruthie underscore Edwards. Yeah, it's Ruthie underscore Edwards. Ruthie underscore Edwards. There was, uh, <laughs> when I was looking at PAX stuff, because there was like the PAX East hashtag, right? And PAX's actual Twitter handle is at official underscore PAX. <laughs> and someone just said in one of the PAX East hashtags on like the top surface ones, they did at PAX. And I was like, who actually has at PAX? And I looked at it and it's like this Is old- it the TV station? No, I think it's this like elderly dude. Oh, <laughs> Who has great. like 50 followers. Nice. There's a Christian TV network called PAX. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, In reference to PAX, the Latin word for peace? Yes. Okay. I'm going to follow at PAX. <laughs> Um, well, while Will's doing that, you can also follow us at Ward Video Games on Twitter. And if you'd like to listen to this podcast, you can find it there or on our website, ward-games.com or on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else you can find a podcast. Just search Wardcast. That's W-A-R-D-C-A-S-T. Will, Ruthie, thank you. You not look that old. He's just a German guy who takes pictures of wood. Uh, pretty good. What kind of wood? Um, it's like driftwood that he makes lamps out of. There's a sconce in a in an old stump. Huh. Things I made. Keinen Plan werden genutzt. Leider noch alte Sachen, aber Neues kommt hier bald. Well, cool. you, you, anyway, you guys bye. are right. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> fuck this. Fuck this podcast. Fuck this website. Yeah, fuck I'm our out. Twitter handle. Just <laughs> follow <laughs> at Pax. I'm leaving. Well, until next time. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Bye.